0: or by contacting me directly, Damon, at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I'm your host, Damon Pistolka. And first of all, I am going to start off with an apology. I was talking with Kelly Robinson here behind in the green room, and we did not realize what time it was. We will continue some of those conversations because... They're relevant to what's happening this weekend, but first of all, I want to want to welcome Kelly Robinson from PKR, <laughs> talking today about current trends in recruiting and hiring. Kelly, thanks for being here today.
1: Thanks, Damon. Damon, you're one of my first like LinkedIn friends from years ago.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. oh, I remember. Yeah, remember yeah. it was back when back <laughs> when we didn't know what video was
1: no it was
0: like this was all
1: new and we yeah, would on,
0: like,
1: ira had live and we would get on it and like be silly and um we were testing it all out and it was yeah
0: pretty,
1: it was fun so, oh yeah it was yeah.
0: like the wild west it's like yeah. the wild west in some respects regards <clears throat> so, so
1: nervous too on these videos like it's just the whole now it's like the way of the world right
0: yes yes well, let's talk about that a little bit you've you've done a fair amount of i mean so let's just back up. Let's, let's do a little background on you. I mean, you're, you are a 20 plus year recruiting veteran. You are a talent acquisition operations strategist. I'm going to have to have you explain that to me. <laughs> and then,
1: tough to
0: and then, and then let's, let's talk a bit about, it. cause you've, you've done a lot of talks and a lot of, a lot of present presentations and things around recruiting. And, but, Let's start off and talk about what is a talent acquisition operations strategist? <laughs>
1: That's just a marketing, it's just, it's top secret, but it's also just a marketing little tool. Um, yeah. No, so what I, what I do best is I'm a recruiter at heart, but I'm really good at looking at the the process and the strategy, right? There's two things you need to understand the strategy, but there's a framework for any kind of recruiting process mm-hmm. um, so that is what I do that that's my me personally that's my yeah. thing yeah. yeah
0: yeah so now you founded you found a PKR a while ago uh, yep. and how your team has grown quite a bit how many people do you have on your team now
1: no we've 22 now
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. so ex- first of all explain kind of what that's pretty wild. I don't know if you heard that, but we have thunder in Seattle today. No. That's wild. But I knew anyway, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just never know. So the so as you guys at PKR, you guys are helping people with uh, recruiting and hiring people, but it's not the traditional relationship. Let's just talk about that a little bit.
1: No. So it's it's quite the opposite of what you think of. When you hear the word recruiter, it's a dirty word, right? Because people are like, Mm -hmm. oh, those are the people that are trying to just take money and find me a body and things like that. Um, We actually do the opposite. There's no commission. um, There's no incenting behavior to push someone in a seat. So we work on behalf of our client partners. So it's it's a strict relationship with, you know, that one partner. We're doing a search for them or many searches for them on their behalf. And so everything that we're doing, all the strategies, process, any tools like that, anything that we're bringing to the table, that's theirs. We're building it for them. It's like a professional Mm -hmm. services firm, um, whereas traditional recruiters, headhunters, they work on commission or retain searches or something like that, executive searches, they really are focused on candidates because that's what makes them money. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the so recruiters really, I know people say they're salespeople and maybe they are, but they really don't close a deal in our business. We have to close a deal. I have to get a contract that says you're going to pay me this monthly, you know, this flat monthly fee and we're working for you, not based on how many hires you get based on the objective of the partnership, which is of course to get to hires. Mm-hmm. So very different, Um, a very, we can be white label, like our private label sometimes with companies They want us to have their email addresses and act as them to help with their branding and marketing and things like that from an employer perspective. But it really is a partnership with the, with the client we work for, For the client. And so we have to make really good matches because we're doing either all or part of their hiring. Mm -hmm. So if someone falls off, that's not good. Right. So. Yeah. We really have to make sure that we're thinking about retention all the time.
0: Yes. Because that's the, that's the, the, I think with a in a straight recruiting, you know, either retained with a, with incentive at the end or uh, completely incentivized recruiting, the retention is what people always worry about. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: That's exactly it. Because there, you know, I did that recruiting for six years where it was all commission and, uh, it, it was hard for me to do that. I ended up working a lot more hours, but I, you know, I was young and I made a lot of money too. Um, but it was really important for me to make, really good fits. So I probably, you know, had to work harder Mm -hmm. um, than everyone else because, you know, um, but it's a numbers game for them, right? They're going to push in some things and then they're going to see who, um, who's paying the highest fee because clients, um, love to negotiate their fees on their contracts and say, Oh, you want 30%. Okay. Well, I'll pay you twenty, and then the recruiter says twenty-five. No, you're gonna pay, you know, whatever the client says, they're gonna win, but they might not get as as much attention, yeah, as other clients. And that recruiter is working on candidates' behalf, really. So they're working on a date, you know, in a database of all of these, you know, similar skill sets, because that's what they do, right? So they build that up, and then they sell it, um, so to speak to the highest bidder and the increase, you know, comp and all kinds of things. So it's a really different, it's a really different world to do that. It's, it's not bad. It's not wrong, whatever you could do really well, but it doesn't make for good matches long-term necessarily because that's really not the intention there.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great, that's a great viewpoint on that to be able to explain it because it is a uh, recruiters do work a very long time to build up a book of candidates Mm-hmm. that they can match with corporations.
1: That's exactly it. Yeah. So I had some, I um, was doing some prospecting and someone responded the other day. I need a blah, blah, blah. Do you have one? <laughs> and that's, that's typically what people think. Right. Yeah. But no, I don't know. I don't have one. That's not, <laughs> that's not what we do. Right. I don't have that specific skill set. I would go find that for you my team would mm-hmm. go find that for you. That That's what we do. And then yeah. they keep the pipeline. They keep everything.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So now, not only changing and starting PKR and doing doing recruiting with, with companies, with, I say with, because I think yeah. it's not for, it's with companies, the way mm-hmm. you're doing it now. Um, explain some of the changes you've seen over the last couple of years in recruiting that just, just recruiting, not the hiring yet, because just the recruiting candidates and finding candidates and things like that, that have changed significantly in the last couple of years.
1: Oh, it's a whole, it's a whole new world. So candidates have a whole different or, you know, prospective candidates or uh, prospective employees. They have a whole different outlook. Um, So it's different. And even just the way that we um, interact with them, the types of questions that we have to ask, Um, we really have to dig in because they do have more options just because of the world, how the world has changed. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not just options, meaning, you know, uh, positions, it means, you know, they want to work at home now and they want to work this and they want to do this and they don't want to travel and they, they want to work, they can work in Seattle. They live in Philadelphia, but you know, they're going to work in Seattle. So there's so many different, uh, opportunities and options within them that it makes it more difficult. The recruiter, the recruiter really has to drill down and understand what's important to them, to that candidate, because they oh, might yeah. say, I'll work at a company in Philadelphia and I live in Arizona, but, um, have they ever done that? Do they know what that's like? Do they really know what they're going to get themselves into? You know, do they, do they know when there's like a holiday party or something, maybe they're not included or, you know, do they know that they can be without people that long? So there, there's a lot of unknowns, but then there's all, you know, there's just a lot of different nuances now that we recruiters need to know about.
0: Yeah. Do you think that, um, the prospective candidates have gotten more selective in the jobs that they take.
1: Mm -hmm. For sure. Because there's, there's all these different things now. They're like, Oh, well, you know, um, I'd rather stay at home. I'd rather do this, or I think I could get more money somewhere else, but they also, the ones that are really good, they, they're in demand and they know it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) We've had like, so for example, even through like the interview process, when we're doing tech recruiting, um, technical teams often interview, um, part of the interview is giving some type of assessment, right? That's that's very common in tech recruiting. Mm-hmm. And um, we went through a, probably a good year um, with one of our clients where it was such a difficult thing to get anyone to take the assessment because they didn't need to anymore. So companies were just hiring them. They're just bypassing their assessments because they're so in demand. They were so kind of desperate to hire, um, which is, that's rough, right? That's really, that's rough, but you don't want to take those shortcuts, but you're in this position. So you have the candidates now that have become kind of in control, right? The job seekers have become in control a bit, depending on the you know, roles, Mm -hmm. Um, but now things are flipping, right. With all the layoffs and things like that. And um, there's a whole new wave coming that we'll have to, we'll have to see what happens, but.
0: A new wave of layoffs.
1: Just uh, with the layoffs, probably a lot more too. uh, We have a lot of our clients that are putting things on pause Uh because they're not sure. You know, because everyone worried about all the talk of, with, you know, economy and things like that. And so um, people are doing that. But with that, with all those layoffs, there's still we haven't seen the effects of all of that. Right. Because there's still there. There are more to come for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, people have were hired and overpaid. Um, we're going to see the effects of that um, where people are not. They're not valued at the comp that they're being paid anymore. Their skill set is not valued um, at the comp. So, you know, we're probably- oh,
0: I see what you mean. So, you hired Damon in, but you hired Damon in at as a twenty percent premium because at the time the competition yep. was great. That's right. Now we don't need people at a twenty percent premium anymore. That's right. Crazy, mm.
1: right? So, and you know, tech they they overhired, but they had to because look at the, what the world was doing. Everything was yeah. online.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that I mean that's, I I think anyway in the in the tech world, it was just they were reacting to demand and demand went up like crazy and demand went down like crazy and Yeah. They reacted.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I don't think they did anything wrong, right? (laughs) They did what they needed to do for their business. It's just, you know, on the other side now, you know, here's here's what's happened. So I think we have yet to see a lot of, a lot more um, of the effects of some of those things, which is interesting because it's, I can remember talking to you like in the very beginning, right? When this all started happening and Mm -hmm. here we are, it's like, Three years later? Three
0: years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three years, years. yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is.
1: And the world is. is so different.
0: But yeah. Yeah.
1: So so different. And you have these now. We have kids coming out of school that like, you know, everyone thinks they're an entrepreneur. It's funny. They go to these entrepreneurial programs and like I can, I can oh, no, no, this doesn't work like that. Go get some real life experience, but the other thing is, this is you know, I digress. But the other thing is, they want to work at home because they were yes. in college at home, right? And they want to yes, do this, yes. and they feel like they can do this, and that's it's really important for them to be in a business work, you know, in industry. Like they have to be out there. Yeah, People that's told- an
0: interesting that's an interesting piece because I've seen that. uh Well, my son, my son graduated. Uh, A year ago in December, and he worked the first, I don't know, six, eight months without ever going to the office. And now they've started to go back a little bit and they're going to be back a few days a week. And I think some of that office time is helpful to develop that those relationships. And and so many companies hired remote workers across the U.S. or across the world that, you know, how do they really integrate those people into the culture like you would if they were there at least a little bit, at least a little Mm -hmm. bit.
1: Yeah. And the the larger companies have more issues with that. It's harder, you know, I'm, we're a small company, so I talk to everyone almost every day. Right. And we talk on videos, like we
0: don't,
1: we either call each other on zoom or slack. Like there's no phone anymore. So, you know, they see the best of me in the mornings Um, (laughs) and sometimes (laughs) in the day, but um, we do a lot of that because it helps. But I do think, the, um, the newer workforce, it's really hard if they can't get in and meet people. And like you said, just to, to build relationships, but it's all about, you know, how do you communicate and, and what about different departments and what about on your team and what do the other departments do and how do they affect your job and how do you affect their job and what's the, you know, there's so much to see and learn. Mm-hmm. in person that you you can't always get i mean maybe you can but i don't think you i don't think i think you miss a big piece of it
0: you miss you miss some of it definitely well i've been i've been sitting here and we've been talking and there's been a lot of comments coming up i'd say curtis first of all stopped in i need to, it is, it was a while ago now <laughs> sorry yeah. curtis yeah. and we had michelle from texas hey michelle yeah. how are you doing today I'm we good. had curtis. ira from socal where it's yeah. always nice
1: I'm
0: talking to Ira tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Yep. We'll talk about that in a moment. We got Marty here from Florida. Awesome. And Mary Jane Wilson. Hey, from California as well. We're getting in and getting some nice weather going on here. So uh yeah, it is an interesting. I and I really I personally think hybrid work is. One of the best options if you can do it, especially if you're living in a city environment with people that are commuting long distances, because I know here in Seattle, a lot of people were commuting one hour and a half, sometimes even two hours, one way to an office and back. And if you think about that, that two or three or four hours a day commuting just grinds on people so much. And I, you gotta have better, happier, more engaged people if they've got that time. And that's yeah. this one good thing about COVID. It gave people that time. And I think now there's a happy medium between the two.
1: I think you're right. And I also think what's changed is even even the folks, those of us that were working at home before, um, it was harder to disconnect from work. hmm I this is maybe my own personal experience, but I find it easier now um, because I've trained myself just because when you're home 24 seven, you know, it's like I've, I've trained myself. I have an office. So I get up and I and I and I go. Right. And I might have to get on my laptop and do things later whatever. I'm a, I'm a business owner, but I don't expect my team to do that. And I've enforced that with them, too. So it is a whole different. But I do think they're happier. They're saving time, money right? It's, it's a big difference. It's a big, big difference. And they have, you know, people do have more options now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's an interesting time for sure. And I know that um, some of these companies who have, you know, forced everyone to come back to the office are finding that there's a certain majority of them that aren't coming back, because they got used to it, or, I've even heard of some companies where they hired someone as fully remote, but now they're saying, "No, I'm sorry, you're coming back to the office." And I think that, to me, I think that the whole the second part of that, you know, if you were hired and you were in the office before and you're coming back, I mean, that's that's a choice. Don't come back if you don't want to, but you were already there once. But if you got hired remote and now you're saying you got to come to work, sure. uh, that that's that's kind of on the company, I think, in my mm-hmm. my perspective, in my viewpoint. Um, you, you should expect to lose a lot of people doing that. I
1: think. Yeah, yeah, and maybe they yeah. do. Maybe.
0: that is a good point because That's, maybe it's.
1: Yeah.
0: I never thought of it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: maybe mm-hmm. what they're hoping for. Yeah.
1: It's the opposite. Like, it's not like the the quiet quitting, but it's like kind of the, it's the quiet firing. It's like, well, yeah. I really need you to come back in the office now. Oh, you can't. Okay, sorry. We'll have to wait. <laughs>
0: That is, I never thought of it that way, but that's a way to do it without saying you're doing it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, so there's a lot of, a lot of differences because I look at, you know, this, the talent shortage had to really drive different or drive change in how you recruit people. So what were some of the things that you saw that you had to do to actually find people that you never had to do before?
1: Um that we never had to do before
0: or didn't think yeah. about a lot.
1: Yeah, so I uh, one of the things that I think was on the kind of the, um, the opposite side that was helpful was, um, we had more time as a team. We used to, before this we used to say like we'll go into you, you know, on, on site, and help you with interviews and things like that. So that was actually helpful. My business—I've been doing this in around this business for like 17 or 18 years. This type of business—it's mm-hmm. always an on-site thing. Yeah, clients want their recruiters on-site, right? So me starting the business a year before COVID hit, or six months, whatever—it um, was one of those questions that I always came up against. Will you go? And I really didn't want to do that. Um, so. That was actually super helpful for us to say to them, we can now with, with, you know, COVID and blah, 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 we can actually recruit anywhere. So it doesn't matter. So it helped them to understand our point. Um, so that was actually really helpful. I know you're asking yeah. more about like challenges, but, I, you know, I think it's just making sure that we understand people um, really what they want, making a really good match. Because now we're open up to not just the best person in a 20-mile radius. We're looking for the best person. And, you know, can they really work remote? Uh, Are they set up at home? Um, Do they have a quiet space? Are the kids at home? You know, like Mm -hmm. some of these things you can't really, you can't ask. So Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of those types of challenges. Um, People think they can work at home sometimes and they can't. It's like, you know, have you ever worked at home? I love it. I can do laundry, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, me too. But I don't think I would say that in an interview, right? Like, yes. <laughs> it's not It's not about doing laundry. So there's mm-hmm. also those challenges where I think everyone thinks they can work at home, but you really have to dig in and find out if they can. Um, And I think the other challenge is something I've already mentioned is like some of these companies are cutting corners in hiring because they were... And overpaying because they were just people were, it was just hard, 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 hard to hire. Um, it was just, it was even harder for us to just get people mm-hmm. uh, in it, you know, depending on comp. And then we have a lot of healthcare clients too. Mm-hmm. That's been a struggle. That's been a real challenge. Um, a real challenge. We have clients paying $40,000 sign on bonuses. Wow. Healthcare. Community community hospital nonprofit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know we had a we had a client a, a couple years ago that sold right right in the middle of COVID and it was super hot and they were a staffing company for healthcare, and yes. the the amount that traveling nurses were getting paid oh. is great for the traveling nurses, but I, yeah. I couldn't believe the amounts, yeah. and uh, and 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 as many as they could hire. Yeah, not just that. Just how you know, it's not like oh five. You know, it's like, how many can you hire? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was pretty crazy. We'll
1: so we'll take them all. We'll take them all.
0: You yeah, take happens? them all.
1: Yeah, yeah, take
0: them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty crazy. So that you know, it comes back again. Uh, we've when you talk, you said this a couple of times, find the best match, talk about people that can work at home because your 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 radius of where you can get people has expanded a bit. Um, have you found that there's, there are, I mean, do you have to do testing or do you do something different to go, okay, Damon, you're going to be able to work at home or not? Is there really, I mean, how do you really judge that?
1: It's really hard. Uh, so if they have been working at home,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: you can ask them a lot of questions about okay. that. How do you communicate? What do you do if you're lost? You know, has your, does your team have like a lot of structure? What has that been like? You know, do you, okay. you know, how do you, if you have an issue, how do you get in touch with someone? Do you call them, text them? What are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. um, what is your, what's your, um, you know, what kind of uh, what's a routine, like what kind of routine do you have? You know, cause we all, we all have gotten into our routine now, right? We all have a very specific routine that we do. So what is your routine? Um, you want to hear them talk through, how do you stay organized? How do you tell me about the distractions? Like tell me about what kind of distractions have come up for you at work and how do you handle those? Um, and that's normal. And it's more acceptable now uh, which which is fine, but you still want to understand how they minimize those types of things. Um, mm-hmm. So you can talk about what's your biggest challenge. You can, you know, ask them what do you like the most about working at home. What do you like the least? If you could change one thing, what would you change?
0: Oh, you know, great or, question. Great question.
1: Three things. What are your top three things that you would change? Because that will tell you there. That's a that's a way to say kind of what's your weakness without saying it, mm-hmm. right? In, in a nicer way. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What would you do, if you were in the office, how did your day differ? You know, what's yeah. the what's, what difference? Do you feel?
0: Those are great questions because there's so much, yeah, there's so much to uncover just from a psycho, just from a personality, not psychological personality standpoint. Some people are going to do better at it than others. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, it's uncovering those people that really are good at it or, or will thrive at it is, is, uh, Definitely challenging, I'm sure. The
1: well, we've had people tell us they can only they need to get into an office, yeah, they're distracted. It's not a lot of people that will be honest like that. Um, but they'll say, I can't, I have to be in an office. Um, yeah, yeah. we don't have a lot of those, but we've heard that it's like Mm -hmm. and it's, it's refreshing, kind of you know, they're being really honest about it,
0: yeah, yeah. So we talked a lot about recruiting. Now, when it comes to hiring, have candidates expected a different way that people hire, a different pace of hiring? Have they a uh, different process in the way that people hire? I mean, because it used to be it takes a while. You might not get called back for a few weeks or then you may not get any response. You know, what, what's really changed in the hiring process?
1: So, a lot of people are moving things more quickly than they should. So they're okay. Instead of t- people listen, hiring hiring organizations, they can uh, tighten the hiring uh, time frame and still follow the process. The issue is okay. when they go off track. Right. It's like they go off track. Uh, because they're like, we got to skip this, this, and this. And then they're making bad hires.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So because you have candidates saying like, oh, well, I know this job pays, you know, 130, but um, I'm interviewing for this job that pays 150 tomorrow. And I'm I'm getting an offer by Friday. And so that other job feels like stress to, to get them in there and move through. And then they cut corners. And that's yeah. happened a lot, especially tech, especially tech
0: yeah and that and that first of all the other offer isn't eminent may not come at all Mm-mm. and uh yeah and i'm sure a lot of people took debate and actually did well okay well we can give you an offer tomorrow for uh, more than what we said we were going to too just to try to yeah. keep you away from the other one um do you think that this this candidate led or the Um, the candidate, uh, because the job market was focused on, or candidates had the advantage in the job market for a long time. Do you think that it actually drove some good hiring changes, good recruiting changes? And if so, what are some of them that you saw?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I do think, uh, in general, people were able to be a little bit more flexible, Um, and more open to to different options where um, Mm. they weren't before necessarily, but also just like, so from a hiring manager's perspective, you always get the hiring managers that's like, I need to see five people. And we all know they don't need to see five people. If they see one and they feel like it's a really good fit, you don't want to lose that person Well, the old way was like, well, we'll just we're going to hold on to that person. We really like them. They're really great. But let's keep moving. I need to get my five or my four or my three. And that's that's a, that's a major mistake. Right. Because you've mm-hmm. also created a bad experience for that candidate. Who had a great now they're not feeling like they had such a great rapport because they're gonna have other interviews and the recruiter should be honest with them right you've got to be transparent and provide feedback and keep them warm and keep them ongoing so that part some of the hiring managers have gotten that so when I say like shorten uh, shorten the process that's one of the things that not all, but some, that's been, that's something you can shorten. As long as you're still evaluating them against the job. Mm -hmm. If you have two people that you met and you really like them and they both evaluate kind of against the job really well, then you evaluate them against each other. Right. But otherwise you don't just look for three people and go, Oh, let's, let's see who I like because you have to make sure first they match the job. So if they match the job, there's no reason to not, move on unless there's something with the, their fit. Right. But they wouldn't match the job if they didn't have the right fit. Cause it's really,
0: yeah.
1: you know, it has to be the whole, the whole. Yeah.
0: So that's, that's actually nice. I think, because we got into, I mean, there's some bad habits, right? You, you hear the stories about uh, people interviewing and never hearing anything back yes. or you hear, or um, like you said, waiting two months and then getting, oh, we'd like to have you come back in again. Well, it's, how do you keep anybody excited or, or enthusiastic about a position by doing that or the company?
1: Yeah. You lost them.
0: Yeah. So what are you excited about coming up for PKR for hiring and recruiting? What are you, what's, what's exciting you these days with it?
1: Well, so something that I'm seeing is that companies are, but RPO has been around for a long time right recruiting process outsourcing um mm-hmm. and that's what we do as a form of that it's been around for a long time but it it was you know the best kept secret for a very long time too um i would say probably until maybe 10 years ago is when it really started people started hearing and and it still was quiet but i do hear a lot of um, interest in that now because of the unknown. So there's, there's an unknown and what we do is come in and come out, scale up, scale down. Um, and so that is exciting to a company mm-hmm. where they're like, okay, it's predictable. Um, CFOs love that, right? It's predictable cost. Your cost of hire goes way down. Um, your expenses go down. Your insurance, workman's comp, all of these things, payroll, all of this, you know, goes down when you outsource. And we bring everything in and then everything out. And we can Mm -hmm. if, if it's a lot of work, we can bring in maybe two teams or two squads and then come down to one or even half time. So it's the flexibility and that matches the unknown that's happening in the market where they need to hire people. Uh, but they're not they don't want to pay the high contingency fees because they they've, what they've seen over time is because everyone's tracking that now is they don't last. Right. So they spend a lot of money. Yeah. Um. So that's what I'm excited about is because I I see such a big opportunity in people wanting to outsource. Now, I'm still doing a lot of education when I'm prospecting mm-hmm. and having sales calls. Um but they they get it it makes sense because people have been measuring all of this you know the turnover and the retention and we talk about candidate experience and we talk about employer branding now and all of these things that are coming to the forefront that you know they're late they're late to the game but people are mm-hmm. starting to to climb onto that that's exciting because that's what we do like that's yeah. where we fit right you know we fit
0: yeah. And you, you mentioned being able to right size with the hiring needs, I think is really cool up and down. And then the other thing that you, you discussed briefly that I think is really important when you outsource, you outsource with experts in doing that. Mm-hmm. And so many times uh, like marketing or several other things in business, it's just kind of, oh, you know, Damon's going to do it because that's, he's going to do the, he's doing these other things. He's going to do the hiring too. And it, it just can't be that way anymore because of the, the special specialized skills, specialized tools, and uh, the uh, type of approach it takes.
1: But not only because of that, really a hiring manager has a job. Like, so, you know, them trying to recruit too, it's like taking on another job. Yes. So, so yes, they don't have the skill set, but they don't have the time. Their job is going to suffer. Right. And so someone at the top should think these people should not be spending their time in recruiting. It's just not it's it's not a good use of time or money. They should be doing what they do best, whatever they're hired for, whatever their job is. That's what they do best. So they should leave that to the experts. Um, And that's, you know, the outsource. Yes. Like there's tools and, and things like that and all kinds of things that they that recruiters need to um, they need to learn that a hiring manager is not going to spend time on. But most of the most of the things that the internal um, recruiting teams or hiring teams do is they post and they're just praying, right? Post and post and mm-hmm. pray, right? Um, they're just hoping people are coming in and so they're getting the best of whatever's come in which is not always the best depending on yes. the company you know if you if you have a big name you're going to get a lot of applicants and they're not going to match um, so you know you have to be you, you have to be really kind of diligent in making sure you have the right people that can streamline that process and create efficiency and, and make it as effective as possible
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, it's a lot. That's what the the, the internal teams is what they're doing. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's we, awesome though. It's what's that? Excuse me.
1: We're hunting and sourcing. Yeah, we're not. We don't do a lot of. Po- we will put posts out there because that's what you do. um But because it's a no brainer, right? If someone really good, that's great. If someone really good sees it, and it's also, an added bonus. It's marketing, right? Employer branding, yeah. things like that. Yeah. It's great. It's great for for our image and our clients, but um, no, we go out and hunt and source. That's what
0: yeah. we do. Hunt and source.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. I like that. Because I mean, it's hey, if you want to find if you want to find the best place, I I I I think that's the way to to hire people. I mean, if you if you want to go, if you say hmm, where would they work? Where would the best person work? And why don't I go talk to them and see if they mm-hmm. want to come here? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. you go find them. Yeah, we, can be, we have done this so many times, right? So we can pull this out of our clients and we can create that kind of profile. It's like, it's kind of like sales, but it's not, but it's kind of mm-hmm. like sales where you've, you've got to figure out what the profile is and then create, you know, that what is the target market for that person? Where are they living? Where did they spend their time online? Um, not everyone, LinkedIn is a huge tool for us, but it is not the only one. There's sometimes there are positions that we're not going to find people on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Nurses, like they're not on LinkedIn, right? We we hunt that we dig them up. We do a lot of that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome stuff, Kelly. Well, if people want to talk to PKR, talk to you about recruiting and and retained recruiting for their company, what's the best place to get a hold of you?
1: Uh they can find me on LinkedIn. I'm that's that's my baby, right? Mm-hmm. Um and that's something I'm I'm there daily constantly. Um, okay, and they can also go to our website, but they have to forgive it because we're we're getting ready to launch our new one. But it's pkrecruiting.com.
0: All right, very good. Well, Kelly, thanks so much for being here today. Really appreciate it. I want to say thanks to everyone that was listening, that commented. We got Curtis and Michelle, Ira, Marty, Mary Jane. And we had Ira in there again and Michelle, just thanks so much for the for the comments and and stopping by and listening to us today. Mark Marcia, yes, thanks so much for being here today. We'll be back again later this week. Thanks again, Kelly.
1: Thanks, Damon.
0: Hang out for a moment and we'll talk.
1: Okay.